0: That would be way better Forget everything yeah. else you've done <laughs> And then just get out there with with a sitar
1: Oh that'd be great Alright here we go Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Boone and Cope show. I'm Boone. I'm Cope. And we're glad to have you here on episode 002. How you doing over there, Cope? I'm
0: doing pretty good. How about you, Boone?
1: I can't complain.
0: It's a good night so far. I'm ready to make it a little bit better by doing this podcast. That's
1: right. Absolutely. I'm excited. We have a good lineup this evening. I know we're, uh, we're coming out of the gate from a pretty awesome weekend last weekend, um, had Cope down here, came to Georgia, did a little trip, did a little voyage down the Chattahoochee River.
0: Flew on down south to the sweet, sweet Georgia Peach State.
1: Sweet, sweet
0: Georgia Peach State. <laughs> that is what they call it. <laughs> so we did a river canoeing trip um, down the Chattahoochee. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the interesting things about the Chattahoochee was just a couple of days before we decided to take this trip, um, to take the... Lonely little canoe out and put all our gear into it. They caught a 500-pound gator. That's right. Um, just upriver, so that just made it a little <laughs> bit more adventurous.
1: That was. And then I went to uh, I went to go get our canoe pulled up into the place, and there's a new picture on the on the board. You know how like you know how a lot of little hunting and fishing stores have their little boards with their right their little pictures. bulletin board, big catch of the week. You know, right. got little little Johnny shot a four-point buck and. Oh, little Timmy caught himself a little bass. Well, little so-and-so caught himself a big old 10-foot gator. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> when I asked where it was at, it was about two miles from our our destination, our stovepipe. And we effect. said, that's
0: awesome. That is that's great. That's perfect.
1: Makes it even better, uh-huh. honestly. Made it even better. So yeah, so we had a good time. Loaded up the canoe, picked Cope up in Atlanta, drove back to the house and we took off Saturday morning before sunrise. Yeah, I got a good little three
0: hours of sleep or so. That's usually how that's it goes right. when uh, when we're that's, hanging out.
1: That's pretty typical for being a coke. Go
0: to sleep, open your eyes, it's time to go. <laughs> Put a pot of coffee <laughs> on, so, we loaded up the canoe, loaded up the gear. Camera gear too, yeah. because we got a couple shots, got a couple videos with it. We
1: got some great shots. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we headed out uh, at dawn, well actually before dawn. So we were on the river mm-hmm. um, well before the sun came up. Which is very eerie oh, yeah. because there's not a soul out it on really that river. Is. No. It's a good not secluded a sound good secluded place. Um on the mm-hmm. banks it has the uh, the steep banks going all the way up so the so the trees kind of climb all the way up and uh put you in kind of this cathedral of the wild. Yeah. And uh Pretty yeah, awesome. so we headed down in the dark. Um uh, we navigated, Boone had done a scouting trip <clears> the <throat> mm-hmm. Sunday before. And found us a really great spot. I mean, probably the best spot
1: on the river. I wouldn't. Have, I don't think it gets any better than where we were at, honestly.
0: Nice I mean, flat pretty... land, gravel. You know, it's, it, it wasn't that muddy where it's all mucky and nasty. You know, you can take your shoes off, you can jump in, you can mm-hmm. swim, which we did. Yeah. Um, which we learned later, you know, later after we got out that <laughs> evening. Some gators <laughs> were slapping. So oh, we were definitely... Gator
1: Gary was only about 50 meters from the bank the whole time.
0: We were definitely in the alligator territory.
1: It was great. It was great. So, so yeah, so we um we started off the morning pretty pretty awesome. We got a pot of coffee going. We had some oatmeal going uh, over a fire. Got a good fire going, blazing. Burned down some coals. Made a little campfire breakfast and coffee before the sun come up. And uh, once the sun come up, we did the Boone and Cope show from the bank, which was great.
0: Boone and Cope show Facebook Live, which is amazing. You can be that far out in the awesome. wild thanks to technology yeah. and cell phone towers that we can actually do something like that
1: in the wild using a facebook
0: stream so i was that's probably (laughs) our best show so we should definitely go back and do that again
1: we had a great time we took off from there we did some fishing we just slayed the fish i mean absolutely put a hurting on fish and then um we ended up coming back we did some adventuring built our camp up we had a couple used army cots that we were sleeping on um in an old Vietnam-style bug net, uh, old U.S. Army-issued bug net from long, long ago. We threw up, keep the bugs out. And uh, that was pretty much camp, you know. that was Turns much out, gear, I really. mean,
0: uh, due to some other circumstances, um, ran into some jokers that uh, we almost mm-hmm. tore the campsite down and headed up the river. Yeah, but we decided to stay now. afterwards. So we tore right. the bug net down. And then we just camped out in the open space. We didn't oh, even need a bug great. net. It was it was perfect temperature, nice Georgia night, and not a mosquito even buzzed in my ear all night. Oh man,
1: it it was perfect. So just two cots a laid out there,
0: there on the rock right next to the river, gators swimming by. It was oh, man. it was a perfect night.
1: Got to go back. Got to go back. Much but too it was short. good times. So we ended up we ended up frying up some fish, some bacon, some eggs, some potatoes. Um, got the cast iron skillet booming. Got it on the fire, did some, did some old campfire cooking, and uh, we pretty much just had a grand old time there. Got some good shots. We did some fishing. It was a good time. Loaded back up. It was a pretty short trip. You know, we loaded back up and uh, took off Sunday morning around, around daylight, you know, when mm-hmm. the sun came up. We were pretty much packed up and took off, but um, it was a great trip.
0: But the thing is, we were set up that we could probably stay out there for a week if we wanted to.
1: Right. No so doubt.
0: I definitely look forward to our next trip. Maybe it'll be out west, Montana, Wyoming, oh, something in like South Dakota. That'd be awesome. The bugs would probably be a little be bit great. worse there. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely okay. want to head west, I think, for our next big trip.
1: It'd be pretty great. Yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah, so g- overall, great time. That was a, that was our big adventure. You know what I mean, Cope? For those of you tuning in for the first time or maybe you're not familiar with our situation here, um, we're a lot of miles away. I can't remember exactly if it's. I think it's a little over 500. I was gonna say 500 um, plus. About 500 miles away. He's in Indiana. I'm in Georgia, and uh, so it's it's pretty tough to make things make things happen as far as doing adventures like we used to. So anytime we get is is good time. So we spent it well. Had a great time, and then um, we're back in the studio now, and uh, we're just cutting some cutting some shows, doing some podcasts, and. Ready to share some exciting insights into the minds of Boone and Cope this week.
0: So let's talk about our first insight here, Boone. Let's do it. Um, I've got a list of topics written down. And the first one I've got is giving 100%. Okay? And what that means is giving 100% in whatever you're doing. uh, Mm -hmm. Bringing your undivided attention to the task at hand. Whether that's work, that's play, that's in relationships, or anything in between. Whatever you're doing Hyper laser focusing on that one thing and letting everything else fall by the wayside. Okay, and I think uh, I think that's a good way to live.
1: That is. Now, this is definitely just as much mental as it is physical, and vice versa. Um, you can really, really get crazy with a given hundred percent. But I think I think overall, it just creates good habits for the brain. You know, you get used to not being not shortchanging yourself. You know, life is full of experiences and moments that that pass by quicker than you can blink an eye at. And so when you're get, constantly giving that 100 percent into life, you're, you're going to get back the value that you put in. And I think that's the, I think that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah. Life is as narrow or as wide as you want to make it. Right. Absolutely. So I'll use a real world example. Right. So I come mm-hmm. home from work it was a long day. We were up in a hot attic. I do HVAC. And I came home and I thought, you know, the last thing I want to do is anything. I want to sit on the couch and kind of vegetate and play on my phone and watch Netflix or whatever. But um, my girlfriend, Jess, she came home and she was all pumped up. You know, she had a good day at work. They did some fun stuff and she wanted to tell me about her day. But what I wanted to do in my mind, the first reaction is just like, ah, whatever. But yeah. What I thought in my mind was, no, I need to uh, take my undivided attention and put it towards her. Mm-hmm. So you turn on the couch, you look straight in the eyes, and you listen to you know, her day, and uh, and you're engaged, and you're asking questions, and you're interested. And it was just that little switch that you have to turn in your mind. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like, I'm going to do this, even though it's uncomfortable at the very beginning. I'm going to do this, and then you just kind of get into things. And we've talked about before, if, uh, if you're working out. The hardest right. part is the five minutes that you've got to amp yourself oh, up
1: gosh, to go and is, do it. Right? That's I, the worst part.
0: I found sometimes like if you lay out your clothes and, you know, your, your tennis shoes are laid out right next to the door, you're like, oh, well, I'm already 90% of the way right. there. I might as well slip them on. But then once you go out the door and you're in the open, and you need to start jogging. After those first easy. couple steps, it's you're just <laughs> like, well, I'm already doing it. What am I going to do? Yeah. Turn around and go back in. I've already right. come this far.
1: Yeah. So I think it's that's definitely the hardest part is getting going. Yeah, you
0: know? that's that's the same way with most things is just deciding that you're going to do it, and then after that, it's actually not that bad once you're into it.
1: You know, it's funny you're talking about working out too. David Goggins, which is a huge personal hero of mine, um, guy I look up to and uh, put on a pretty high pedestal as far as mentally and physically pushing himself and and just breaking the barriers the barriers of of what society puts on our human minds and bodies. But um, he's got this thing, and it's called the 40% rule. And what it is is, uh, and it's pretty pretty spot on. Uh, he talks about how when you're working out or even at work, whatever you're doing, pushing yourself to a limit physically. face right. facing the mentally. challenge. Right, when you get to... What you think is your are 100%. Mm-hmm. You're, hey, I'm giving it my all. I can't run any faster. I can't run any farther. I can't do one more rep. I can't do, I'm done. This is it. This is my max, you know. He said when you get to that point, your body is only at 40% of what you're capable of. Gotcha. Which is pretty amazing. Um, and I experienced that a lot at work. I, I experienced that a lot with what we do. And um, and it's pretty it's a pretty awesome feeling once you get to what you think is that hundred percent and then not letting yourself stop there getting almost obnoxious about it and being like i'm just gonna freaking go harder i'm just gonna push it way harder you know And, and you just you constantly are are you're not aiming at a bar that's set at a certain height you're just you're putting that thing wherever you want to put it and you're just going after it and that's a big thing about David Goggins that I like. But he, he always talks about that 100%. So when you think you're at 100%, keep in mind you're probably only operating about 40% of what you can. And I think that might help give you that little little edge to get through the day.
0: Isn't that crazy? So I know there's that all, that all that myth where it's like you only use 10% of your brain. And I think that's been disproven. But I right. wonder if you do use a certain percentage of your brain that's not at full capacity... Just like you use a certain uh, percentage of your physical
1: capabilities that aren't at full capacity. I think that's definitely a thing, without a doubt.
0: I think about that, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if things like meditation or deep thinking or journaling and things like that Mm -hmm. could bring some higher capabilities out of it. Um, Just like you're talking about, you know, pushing yourself. You're going to run 10 miles and... At mile two, you're like, I'm done. I'm gonna start walking. Right. Forget about it. I'll take a break and then go back. I wonder if you can do the same thing with your mind.
1: Oh, with that, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you can. I, I think it operates the same exact way. I think you, your brain literally tries to conserve itself as much as possible. You know, right. it, it tries to but control your brain is, the amount.
0: It's one of the bigger users of energy, right? It uses most right. of your calories. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And so that's constantly burning. So you got to think. If that's really constantly going, it's probably saving as much as it can. Right. You know, saving as much energy, which means it's not, the output isn't as high as it could be. That's an interesting argument. It's, yeah. It's that, it's that same concept, you know. If, and that's why we talk about giving 100% as much as you can and as often as you can, because your brain develops this pattern and your mind, you get into this pattern every single day with this is how much I give, this is how much I get, and that's it, that's life. And I think that that gets us kind of in a rut sometimes. But but what we're talking about is I think it actually puts your brain into a pattern to where, all right, I'm operating on seven out of 10. That gets us through every day. We're good to go here. We're just going to, we're comfortable. We're saving energy. We're saving time. We're good to go. We're just going to operate. So seven. then you set a, a new base level a of like, oh, exactly.
0: that's acceptable, which when you bring that down, right. it brings what
1: you think 100% is. Absolutely. so, yeah. I think it, I think that's definitely an argument there. Hmm. Very interesting.
0: That might be. We might have to delve into that a little bit more, do some scientific think, research, yeah.
1: and uh, come back with another topic more. with it. Yeah. Yeah, I can make up a bunch of stuff about the neurons firing signals from the brain and back. I don't want to hear about you making up. Anything re- <laughs> I want to hear some real there's, facts. There's there's no point in gibberish at this uh, <laughs> at this at this point. I think it's pretty. I think it's spot on. I would I would put my money on on this conversation that you could always operate at a higher higher level with brain.
0: Yeah, I For think sure. that's the whole basis. But yeah, operating on 100 percent on whatever you're doing, you know, undivided attention in whatever you're doing can bring a lot of value to what you would normally bring. Would you say 40 percent? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of life yeah. to be unlocked out there. So I've got a, uh, which is crazy, a good words. We've we've brought up the good words segment, right? Ah, I love this segment.
1: All right, so this is, this one of is my favorite parts. This is going to
0: be the principal segment that I look forward to in all our podcasts. This is the good words. So yeah. I will read mine first. Okay,
1: okay. And this is going to be a. Sh- right, hey, so for the, for the people that that haven't been listening to the show, and this is actually only our second show anyway, what we do is we have this thing called the good words segment. And until we come up with a better name, that's what the name is. Is <laughs> the Good Word Segment, and basically, we tell each other, uh, or we told each other before we started this podcast series, that hey, let's do a part where we both prepare some words for the podcast. So at some point, we're going to do this segment, and we each have to have a book on hand, paper with with words on it, with letters, not a phone, not yes. Freaking technology, ink on paper, tangible, object. ink on paper, and we got to bring that and and pull a quote from that source uh, that sticks out to us, something that benefits us um, spiritually, mentally, physically, whatever, um, and we actually pull some some light from. So we don't know what what each other's gonna say. We don't know what words we brought to the table until we get in the middle of the podcast live, which is awesome. It's part right. of my favorite part. I want the genuine reaction because. Of it. Because the conversation is completely organic and natural. Right. Which is awesome. So, Cope, right. hit us. I'll take it away. Hit us with a good word. This words. is
0: called The Treble Tree. It's a short story. Um, I don't have an author for this. As far as I know, this is an author unknown. I think it's been a story that's spread around um, for quite a while. Um, okay. Maybe back in the day, it was person to person and then the email chain and now you, know, you see it on social media every now and then. So this is called The Trouble Tree. The carpenter I hired to help me restore an old farmhouse had just finished a rough first day on the job. A flat tire made him lose an hour of work, his electric saw quit, and now his ancient pickup truck refused to start. While I drove him home, he sat in stony silence. On arriving, he invited me to meet his family. As we walked toward the front door, he paused briefly at a small tree, touching the tips of the branches with both hands. After opening the door, he underwent an amazing transformation. His tanned face was wreathed with smiles, and he hugged his two small children and gave his wife a kiss. Afterwards, he walked me to my car. We passed the tree, and my curiosity got the better of me. I asked him what I had seen him do earlier. Oh, that's my trouble tree, he replied. I know I can't help having troubles on the job, but one thing's for sure. Troubles don't belong in the house with my wife and the children. So I just hang them up on the tree every night when I come home. Then in the morning, I pick them back up again. Funny thing is, he smiled, when I come out in the morning to pick them up, there aren't nearly as many as there are as I remember hanging up the night before. (laughs) I love that.
1: That's some good stuff right there. I
0: really like good short stories like that. A good little wrap-up moral at the end.
1: Man, and that's that's some heavy stuff, really. That's about as it gets about as deep as you want to get into it. Yeah. That's uh being a trouble's home, yeah.
0: Well it makes me want to have my own trouble tree or whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, when you originally t- you told me that story before a while back and mm-hmm. I loved that story and I thought to myself, I'm gonna have to get like a five gallon bucket or something outside. Like you're a Lowe's bucket gonna, and you're call dump it my trouble bucket. Yeah. Trouble, a bucket. trouble bucket. Yeah. Trouble bucket. And uh <Yeah. laughs> But no, I'm definitely going to have to get something now because that's inspiring. Yeah, I, like that.
0: I mean, if you don't have a tree in your front yard, I guess you have a trouble mailbox, but yeah. sometimes you open up the mailbox and there's troubles in day Then it gets <laughs> all
1: over your mail and then you carry your mail inside. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got trouble all Never over Never mind. Your mail. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Return to sender.
0: But yeah, I think that's definitely right. That goes along with what I, the the short um, oh, little yeah. anecdote I was telling you about when we were talking about giving 100% is with leaving things where they are, right? There's certain situations where, um, certain emotions belong in some place. And then sometimes you need to drop Mm -hmm. them off, leave them, right. And come back to them later.
1: For sure. I love that. The trouble tree. That's good stuff.
0: All right. Let's hear your good words.
1: My good words comes from a book called endurance. Endurance is an amazing, amazing novel. And it's about, this guy named Ernest Shackleton. Mm-hmm. All right, and Ernest Shackleton, which you probably know who he is. He took a he took a little trip in 1914, and it was uh, a huge voyage. Basically, the first uh, the first big voyage in a boat 850 miles across the sea. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, basically, it went horribly, terribly wrong. Because if you can imagine a boat in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, you know, going up against eight hundred and fifty miles of the Arctic, right. you know. Just probably not. And his destination end very well. was the Arctic, the Arctic Circle. The Arctic Circle. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Antarctica. Okay. The other end. So okay. Gotcha. Yes. My bad. <laughs> I get I get my Arctic's confused.
0: <laughs> They're all cold either way.
1: So yeah. So Ernest Shackleton takes this ship called the endurance Uh of course and this guy that wrote this book his name is alfred lansing all right and he took all of all of shackleton's journals and the journals and diaries of his crew members the ones that survived because it was a deadly insane trip that spanned over the course of a very long time and he took all of the journals and all of the first-hand accounts and made this book about the actual voyage so it's pretty amazing. All right. So I pulled a, I pulled a, a, a tiny quote here from one of the chapters. And this, this guy is talking about Shackleton and the character that he was as a captain, as a ship captain, as a man in general. What it says is, whatever his mood, whether it was happy and breezy or dark with rage, he had one pervading characteristic. He was purposeful. And I love that. Purposeful. And that goes, which is funny that it goes straight into our giving 100%, you know, and you're going to get what you give. So, no matter what this, this guy's mood was, he was purposeful, man. There's always something, he's always driving towards something. And I think that's so easy to lose sight of in the world today because there's so much crap constantly going on. Right. Uh, politically, in the world around you, at work, wherever you're at. There's always just junk and garbage going on. Something that occupies you your mind. Yeah, to str- but stray you away this, from a
0: goal or a purpose.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so, if you can move through life with this sense of purpose in mind, then you can you can constantly give that hundred percent that you need to get every ounce out of life that you can.
0: Right. It's like trying so trying to really quiet like your mind from the outside influences.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I kind of put myself in there and I was like, all right, if somebody was writing a book about me mm-hmm. and I was that line, you know, I was that line that this guy wrote, it was just like, is that what they would say? You know, right? no matter whether, whether Boone was, was happy as could be and, and just breezy or he was filled with rage. He always had this sense of purpose. And it's a good thing to kind of reflect onto yourself and say, Hey, is that, is that me? Is that the way I am? Is that the way I act? Is that the way I portray myself? So for that
0: i don't know sometimes you wonder what would a future biographical novel about your life be in this moment right especially us thinking that maybe maybe one day you know we're young we've got a lot of time maybe one day we can do Mm -hmm. something that impacts the world in a positive way right something to be remembered for um outside of just your you know your close family and friend circle Mm -hmm. and you think hmm I wonder what this chapter would be like right now. Oh man! Right. Well, what would they look back and say? And, you know, we have talked about this before. You know, uh, you've got the uh, the Paris letters from Hemingway, and you've been reading those uh, over. Yeah. Um, when he was a I love those. He was man. a young man. Um, uh, stayed over there in, uh, in in Paris for a number of years. Um, but that he that was his formidable years that he was growing into the artist that he would become today, or become yeah. you know in the future. And you wonder, like, uh, would they look back on texts one day? You know, Mm -hmm. us us texting back and forth is that the communications that historians will look back at 300 years from now?
1: Right. But how audacious is
0: it to say that, oh, maybe there's a chance that historians will care about me (laughs) at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. You never know. I think that's what part of this podcast is about. Yeah, it's yeah. always
0: an interesting thought. Yeah, it absolutely is. Part of this podcast is documenting our thoughts. Right. One-on-one having a conversation that we usually have that goes unrecorded. Uh-huh. Uh, we figured we'll record it and put it out into the world. Maybe somebody <laughs> will get some value out of it in the long run.
1: For sure. I like that. So that was some good words. That's our good words segment.
0: The good words segment. I think that'll yeah, I definitely think be longer- a staple
1: on this. Our, our longer podcast will probably bring in two, close with one, and maybe open with one or something. Yeah. But I really like it. I really like this, the good word segment. Because I spent about 30 or 45 minutes going over probably four or five different books mm-hmm. this evening. You know, where it was like, all right, got to get my good words ready. I've got four or five different quotes in mind from books that I've read in the last several months. And I was kind of like, all right, what am I going to do? And so I read through some of Hemingway's letters, you know, 1929 to 1931. I read um, a book called Boone by Robert Morgan, which is the true accounts of Boone and who he was. There was just some great, great stuff. It's good to look back on some books that I read and try to find some good words. So,
0: The funny thing is a lot of times with books as you read them you know, page by page. And it's a long process. Like you really have to delve mm-hmm. into books. You really have to, to put your mind at ease and sit down, yeah. you know, whether it's in the evening or you have like a lazy Sunday or something, you have to put all your energy into reading something. Cause if your mind wanders, yeah, you know, I think it, everybody's had this phenomenon where you read an entire page or maybe two pages and
1: think, man, you don't even know what you read. I didn't
0: even listen to myself. I do that I all didn't, the time. I didn't it's, hear myself thinking those words to put them in my head because I was thinking about something else. You have to have that 100% undivided attention when you are reading.
1: Yeah. That's a struggle for me, man. Yeah. It really, really is. I have to be in a very unique mood, a very peculiar mood to be able to read a book. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I hate that about myself, honestly. But See, I think everybody
0: has a different way of learning. Right. I think uh, some people are
1: visual. Some people have
0: to be hands on. Some people can Mm -hmm. just read a textbook and get it right. Some people just have to do to learn.
1: Right. But
0: yeah, I I guess that comes down to self-awareness. How is the best way that you learn? But also I think books are held on a pedestal too, where they say, oh, yeah, they are. I read a book that therefore I am more educated in that matter. But really, right. I mean, if you if you know the subject, whether you read the book or somebody else did and told you, and now you have the knowledge, either way, you still have the right. knowledge.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. I love it. All right, I'm gonna shut her down here. Close up the Boone and Cope podcast episode zero zero two in the books. It was a great one, Cope. It was a pleasure as always. Can't Thank wait. Thank you for your good words.
0: I will. Uh, I will see you on podcast number three, Boone.
1: All right. We hope you guys enjoyed this. We had to run a little bit short tonight, but we'll see you next time.
0: This is the Boone and Cope Show. And remember, if it makes a better story, makes better story, we'll do, a it. do it. Do it. Y'all have dough. a good night. Good night.
1: And tune your ears to the Boon and Cope Show.